Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. In relation to Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you tonight that uh, we have the privilege of joining together in this place around your word. We thank you, Father, that you gave us your word. We thank you that you've given us the Spirit of God to enable us to understand your word. We thank you, Father, that you've uh, made your word accessible to us. And we pray that, Lord, tonight as we spend some time in your word that uh, we would be blessed uh, by its truth, that you'd encourage us by your word, that, Lord, you'd use me to be a blessing this night, uh, that, Lord, you'd guide my speech, that it's say only that which you would have me to say, and may we leave this night rejoicing, having been blessed by your word, for this we ask in Jesus' name, amen. In the opening verses of Revelation chapter 1, we have introduced to us the central theme we saw in verses 1 and 2 last time. And that theme is namely Jesus Christ. It says in verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. And we read in verse 2, who bear record, this is John, bear record of the word of God, and the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to the Son, that the Son then gave eventually to John who gave to us. And it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revelation of the truth about Christ himself. And now as we come to verse 3 in chapter 1, we see the unique character of the book of Revelation. For here we're informed that we neglect the book of Revelation at our own loss, and indeed at our own peril. In the midst of our world of turmoil, we find uh, this book, which is a book of great comfort. Now, it's hard to believe that when you read about the tribulation of this book, this book can be a great comfort. But this book is intended for believers to be a blessing. It's not supposed to be a discouragement. We're not supposed to leave the book of Revelation to feel totally discouraged, despondent. We're supposed to leave the book of Revelation feeling as though we've been blessed. Because it says that in verse 3, it says, blessed is he. Blessed is he. And so tonight we want to have a look at the promise and the reason for the book of Revelation. The promise and the reason for the book of Revelation. First of all, the promise of the message. The book of Revelation offers a particular and unique blessing to all those who read and hear and keep the message of this book. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. Because the truth is, those that neglect the book of Revelation miss the blessings of the book of Revelation. For example, you know, the Anglican Church vehemently omits, uh, uh, virtually admits, rather, Revelation its regular schedule of readings for both public worship and private devotions. And that's a typical attitude towards the book of Revelation. Many people believe that only fanatics like you and me want to dig into the book of Revelation 
that you've got to be fanatical to even care about this book. You've got to be a religious fanatic to want to understand this book uh, and uh, uh, to take the time to read it and study it. But really, it's a book for anyone who wants to be blessed. Isn't that what it says? Blessed is he. If you want to get a blessing, then you read this book. This book is a book of blessing. This book is intended to be a blessing to you and I. And there's a promise here of special blessing to those who read and those who obey. The word blessed simply means happy, to be full of joy. As I was thinking about that today, you know, I was thinking about that you get past chapter 4, you get to chapter 5, and you really, uh, until you get to chapter 20, there's not much that's really exciting happening on the earth. And, and the tribulation is a pretty grim time for the, the world. And yet we're told at the very beginning of this book that this book brings great joy. It's a book full of joy for the believer. That God promises you and I blessing, promised you and I joy if we read this book. Well, notice what it says. is blessed is he that readeth here in verse 3. This is the threefold promise to you and I. Blessed is he that readeth. On, that is all those who read the words of the prophecy, a blessing is pronounced. Now, reading this book, God says, will bring great joy. Just simply reading it. If you take time to read the book of Revelation, it will bring great joy. It will bring a blessing to your heart. A well-known Methodist minister confessed that in his early ministerial days, the revelation was an enigma to me, he said. So he set himself to solve it by reading the book through in a sitting every day for a month. So he read all 22 chapters of the book of Revelation every day for 30 days. No wonder the book became, began to sing and to preach to him and they discovered it to be a precious treasure house of instruction and a sanctuary for worship. Just by reading the book of Revelation... I mean, how many of you sat down and read Revelation chapter 1 to chapter 22 in one sitting? How many of you have done that every day for a month? <laughs> well, he did. And God was true to his word. He got blessed out of it. Now, fortunately, John didn't say that we need to understand everything we read. He says, blessed is he that readeth. You can get a blessing by simply reading this book, even if you don't understand some of what you're reading. And the truth is, there are some difficult passages in this book of Revelation, and we're going to come across them. In fact, you're going to be frustrated at times because I don't have any answer for you. And you're going to want to know those answers. What does it mean? And we're going to say, well, we don't know. And so there are difficult passages in the book. And we don't have to understand it, though, to get a blessing out of it. We can be blessed by reading even if we don't understand it. Secondly, we must read the book, but we also hear the book. This is the second fold blessing. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Now, the idea of hearing here is not just like that of reading a novel and reading, uh, you know, and hearing what it says, but it's the idea of reading with a desire to understand that you want to understand, is to listen attentively to the reading and exposition of the book. 
to have ears to hear, have a desire, as you come to the book of Revelation, have a desire to understand the prophetic word that is taught here. It's interesting the phrase, he who reads, blesses he that readeth, in verse 1, is, is in the singular. It speaks of one person who reads. So if you as an individual, or as I as an individual, read this book, we're blessed. But when it says, and they that hear the words of the prophecy, it's plural. And it speaks of many people hearing. So if you as an individual read the book, you get a blessing. But if we as a group hear the book, there's a blessing. The idea here probably comes from a custom of the early church where attention was given to the public reading of Scripture and then followed by exposition of that Scripture. In a modern way of speaking, John might say, blessed is the pastor who teaches revelation and blessed is the congregation who hears it. And the idea is that as we come to this book of Revelation, as we not only are going to read it, and I, I suggest that while we are preaching through it, you take time to read it from time to time. Because there is a blessing in just reading it. But as we come to the study of the book of, of this Revelation, then we ought to come with prepared hearts for the hearing of it, for the exposition of it, ready to receive the blessing that God has for us. That God would give me wisdom that as I share the thoughts from the book of Revelation, that I would indeed share the truth the way he wants to share it, and that together we would get a blessing from hearing it. Blessed are they that read, blessed are they that hear. And then the third-fold blessing is, blessed are he, is he that keeps. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of the prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. You know, it's not enough that we read God's Word or the book of Revelation. It's not enough that we hear the book of Revelation, but that we also keep the things written in the book of Revelation. That we keep them in our memories, that we keep them in our minds, that we keep them in our affections, that we keep them in our practice. And as we do, we'll be blessed. You know, this book gives to you and I more than information about prophetic speculation. The, 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 the general theme of your thought of the book of Revelation is, you know, this is one of those precious prophetic uh, gems and there's much speculation in it. And, you know, and it's one of those uh, hairs on the back of the neck times you read it. And, you know, there's all this wonderful woo, stuff going on. And as we read the book and we study the book, we're going to find all these uh, grand uh, things and, you know, but that's not what the book's really all about. The book is more than prophetic speculation. It gives you and I things to keep. Isn't that what it says? Blessed is he that readeth, they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. There are things in the book of Revelation that you and I are supposed to keep that you and I are supposed to do. I don't know how any of us thought about that. The book of Revelation actually has things that we're supposed to keep. <laughs> so, you know, apart from this book just being one of those things, you know, you've got to come to Bible study on Wednesday nights and all we're going to get is prophetic speculation and it's going to be wonderful. No obligation. Sorry. 
The book says there's things we have to keep. So there is obligation with this book of Revelation. There's a blessing in reading. There's a blessing in hearing. But there's also a blessing in keeping the things. If we understand the book of Revelation, it will change the way we live. That's the point of this book. Somebody said this, even the mysteries and difficulties of this book are united with discoveries of God, suited to impress the mind with awe and to purify the soul of the reader. Though we may not discern the prophetic meaning, no part of Scripture more fully states the gospel and warns against the evil of sin than Revelation. This book is going to bring us face to face with God. It should cause you and I to stand in awe of him. We're going to see his judgment as he, as he pours out the, the, the wrath of God upon mankind. And we understand just the sinfulness, the exceeding sinfulness of sin. We're going to see the grace of God at work. And we're going to understand how gracious almighty God is to sinners. How long-suffering God is with sinners. We're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ high and lifted up. We're going to gain a new appreciation of the Son of God. We're going to see things in this book that are going to move you and I to serve God all the more. We're to do what God commands us to do in this book. That's true of all Scripture, isn't it? We got to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Is that what James chapter 1 tells us? Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. It's true of the whole word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, we are to be doers of the word, not hearers only. But it specifically tells us here in Revelation, uniquely tells us in the book of Revelation, that those of us who do what's written in this book are blessed, will have great joy. All three of these, read, hear, and keep, are in the present tense. They're continuous actions. We continually read the book of Revelation. We continually hear the book of Revelation. And we're to continually obey the book of Revelation. We're not just to read it once, but read it over and over. We're not just to listen to it once, but we're to listen to it over and over. We're not just supposed to do what it says once. We're to do it continually. And it's interesting, this is the only book of the Bible with such a blessing attached to it. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, you think about all the other 65 books of the Bible, and the 66th book is Revelation, 65 books of the Bible, there is not one book of the Bible that gives us this blessing for that particular book anywhere in the other books except the book of Revelation. Yet the book of Revelation is predominantly prophecy. The vast majority of this book, you and I are not even going to be here for. At the end of chapter 4, the rapture takes place and we don't even come back to earth again until chapter 20. And yet we're told at the beginning of this book, there's a unique blessing for those who continually read, continually hear and continually do the things of this book. You will indeed have great joy. You know, it appears to me, and to some other commentators I read this week, it appears to me that the Lord recognized how many people would neglect this book. 
that were put in the too hard basket. And so therefore he attacks at the very beginning of this book a special blessing. I'd like to say, don't ignore this book because this book is too hard to understand. Don't ignore this book because it's about things that don't matter to us. Don't ignore this book because there's a special blessing if you just take time to read it, hear it, and do it. We're to read and obey, and when we do, we're blessed. You know, we can't afford to neglect the book of Revelation and certainly can't afford to neglect the Bible. What's true of Revelation is true of the whole Bible, isn't it? There is a blessing in reading God's Word. There is a blessing in hearing God's Word. There is a blessing in doing God's Word. So what's true here at the beginning of this book is true for the entire Scripture, but God doesn't need to tell you and I to read the rest of the Bible or to study it or to... Keep it. It's easier to do that than in the book of Revelation, but the blessing is true for all the Word of God. We need to read God's Word, we need to hear God's Word, we need to obey God's Word, and when we do, we will be blessed. So the promise of the book of Revelation, there's a special blessing awaiting you and I. So that ought to excite you to come along on Wednesday nights, okay? That ought to excite you to read it, come along and listen to it, because there is a special blessing for all of us as we read it and hear it. I can't think of a greater bunch of sermons we're preaching when there's a promise like this at the beginning of it. For everyone who turns up on Wednesday night, God's promised you will get a blessing just by hearing it. Guaranteed by God. That's a special thing. So I encourage you to come on Wednesdays. Keep on coming Wednesdays for the book of Revelation, for how long it takes us. To get through it. We're not going to do a verse a week, by the way. Uh, this is just a slow start up to the whole book, okay? But secondly, the reason for the message is given to us here in verse 3, right at the end. It says, For the time is at hand. The phrase time is at hand means it carries the idea of a fixed season. Remember Daniel's prophecy, 70 weeks of Daniel, 69 weeks have been fulfilled. They were fulfilled with the cutting off of Messiah. There is one week left to be fulfilled, which are the seven weeks of the seven years of tribulation, the final week of Daniel's 70th week. It's a fixed time. It's a fixed amount of time. There are seven years yet to come of tribulation. Daniel's 70th week is yet to be fulfilled. It's a fixed time in God's prophetic schedule. On God's calendar... The next major event, prophetic calendar, God's ne next major event is the tribulation period. The 70th week of Daniel. It's a fixed period of time. And the things that are written in this book are fixed for a determinate season. They will happen. As surely as the 69 weeks of Daniel came to pass, the 70th will happen. The things written in this book are guaranteed. They're determined. It's a fixed, the time is at hand. It's a fixed, predetermined event. In due time, in God's time, they will come to pass. And that's the reason why we should be listening and hearing, or sorry, we should be reading, listening, and keeping this book because these things will happen. They will come to pass. 
We don't know when they will happen, but we do know they will happen. For the time is at hand. What, what the word at hand means is we don't know. In fact, we don't know any more or with any more certainty about the word at hand than we do about the word shortly in verse 1. For the revelation of Jesus Christ, or the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. As surely as we don't understand the word shortly, we don't know what it means exactly, we have no idea what the word at hand means. No confidence. And I studied and I went to the Greek and I went to others and nobody seems to know exactly what it means. It's just one of those words in Scripture that doesn't have any definitive answer. But we do know this. It indicates that no one will be able to predict the events that will unfold. And therefore we cannot know when they will happen. We don't know when the Lord will return. We don't know when the tribulation will start. We don't know when these events will happen. They're at hand. They're a predetermined time. They're set in concrete. They will happen. But when exactly, we don't know. They're at hand. They're going to happen shortly, but we don't know what reference shortly is to when. Because 2,000 years have passed since this book was written, and of course in the eyes of God, shortly is different to you and I. But the point is that you and I need to live as if it would be today. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And Christ is doing the same here in Revelation chapter 1. He's telling us that till he comes, we need to read, hear, and obey his word. And specifically, the book of Revelation. This is a book that Jesus gave to show his servants something. He gave this book to you and I to reveal to you and I some important truths. It isn't a book of meaningless nonsense. It has a promise of blessing, not a promise of confusion. God didn't write the book of Revelation so you and I would be confused. He wrote this book so that you and I would be blessed. And while there are things in it that we don't understand, there's things in it we won't be able to explain, God wrote them that we might indeed get a blessing. And therefore, as we wait the Lord's return, we need to read this book, we need to hear this book, we need to keep things written in the book of Revelation, and indeed, in the word of God, as he reveals himself in his word. His coming will be suddenly, will be sudden. The time is at hand. It's going to happen shortly. Just when that will be, we do not know. But we do know it's coming. We do know it's a preset, predetermined time. And there is a day when you and I will be raptured. And until that day, you and I need to live in accordance with his word, believing it may well be 
today. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for the book of Revelation, and particularly for the threefold blessing, Father God, of this book. Father, you've promised that there will be a blessing, that we will have great joy if we read the book. We'll have great joy, Father God, if we collectively study and hear the book. And we'll receive great blessing if we keep do that which is written in the book. And Lord, as we study the book of Revelation together over the next months, we pray that, Father, we would indeed receive the blessing you intend for us out of the book. Give me wisdom as I study, that I might have understanding, present your truth clearly. And may, Father God, we rejoice in that truth to your glory. Bless now we pray as we have a time of prayer. And as we set up for the awards we can, we pray that you guide in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, as we go to prayer tonight, we do need to um, pray for Kayla and Tegan. They're both pregnant, so we need to pray for their pregnancy that the Lord will undertake for them. Let's keep praying for Wendy and uh, her health and Grandma Dee and Pastor Lanahan and his health. We need to pray for Brendan and Emma and little Elizabeth. She